Nice. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast. Come on in, sit down, have yourself a refreshing cherry Coke and a smile. <laughs> sit down, relax. It's a conversation between friends, a look at what it means to be a hardcore gamer, and a look at the video gaming industry. Joining us this week, starting all the way at my far left, is Turo. Well, if you can hear me and I haven't froze, hello. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll talk about that in a minute. And uh, next to him, with an actual controller in his hand, oh my god, is he actually playing something? It's Dave! Oh no, it's a, it's, well, it's not a controller, it's a Vita. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to put down, um, what is it, Rogue Legacy? Oh, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I picked <laughs> that up again, and that was a bad move. Cause there's yeah, like, we'll, t- we'll talk yeah. about that in a couple minutes. Bad move. Kate is our next panelist. Hi, Kate. And then after that is Matt. Howdy. Well, I'm like all kind of angled weird there. There we go. That's better. And you're like laggy too. All right. Well, it has been a big week for everyone. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about. Why don't we start with, uh, let's start with Kate. Kate, tell us about your week and what you've been playing. Well, I got the PS4. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> and... So I spent, like, the first day with it just kind of, like, downloading stuff. Um, I got, ended up getting the bundle with the NHL game in it because it came with Little Big Planet 3 free. So I got that, and then I just exchanged the hockey game and uh, some other games I wasn't playing, and I was able to pick up, with, with all the exchanges, I could afford to just outright pick up Dragon Age Inquisition and put 20 bucks on Batman Arkham Knight, so... Um, the first thing I actually played on it, though, was Resident Evil because I wanted to play a game I was familiar with because I wanted to get used to the new controller because, it is, well, it is a dual shock. It's, like, especially with the uh, option and share, which used to be start and select, it's, like, in a very different place. So I just wanted something that I knew the controllers of, too, that I could play that I didn't really notice that big of a difference between the PS3 version and the PS4 version, to be honest. Um, Then I tried a little Far Cry 4. It's really not my kind of game, but I got a code when I bought my PS4 um, that I could get, like, one certain game for free. So I was like, oh, well, it's free. I'll download it. And it's gorgeous, (laughs) but I didn't know the controls, like, at all. So the first time I had to actually do anything, I died instantly. Because I was like pressing, just pressing buttons, and it's like, oh, I got shot. And then the second time, it's like, oh, I got shot again. But it looked gorgeous. Um, played a little bit of a Little Big Planet three, but I'm just finding I don't know if anyone else feels the same way. It's the same reason why I didn't play that much of Little Big Planet two, and it's it just doesn't have that same kind of magic as the first one had. I don't know what it I is because. It's doing like the same thing, but it's just it's just not the same. So it's just kind of like playing as like it's he seems the sack voice seems smaller, and it's just like there's too many gimmicky gadgets instead of it just being like a straight up kind of jumpy Mario. And I don't know, I was kind of a little disappointed. The one thing though, since I wanted to try out different things on the new system and all that. It hurts me in my soul because I only like playing one game at a time, so trying all these different games is just like, ah, 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 like I, I just hate it. But um, 
I oh, couldn't do in... that. <laughs> what, just to play one game at a time? No, I couldn't play a bunch of games at one time. No, but... I, I, I hate doing it because then... So, kudos to you. Keep going. Dropping them. <laughs> well, I'm going to probably end up dropping a bunch of them and never finish them. But um, right now I'm playing Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm not very far. I mean, I spend... Because like, when you know you go to character select in those kind of games, I'm always in there for at least an hour. Just like tweaking little things here and there. And um, <laughs> Dragon Age gives you kind of five options, and then you can just kind of customize one of those options. So I chose like the number four human female. And while there are a lot of similarities, it still took me an hour to change. It was like I was going like back and forth between two different mouths and back and forth between like two different hairstyles and like back and forth between two different eye shapes. So I sp spend more time in that than I do like in the prologue of the game. Right now I'm just kind of farting around in the hinterlands because I like doing the exploring aspect before doing all the missions. So I've died quite a few times actually because I'm doing all these like closing rifts and stuff that I know I'm like way level for because I haven't done anything but it's like I have to complete the whole map. That's like my big thing. So I'm enjoying that a lot so far. Um trying to think what else I I've been playing I was playing some Tomb Raider on PS3 before I got the PS4. I haven't really gotten back to it yet. Uh if you want to die a lot in a game there's a game to play. Um uploaded my reviews of Gotham and Face Off. And yes, indeed. That's Make sure you check those out. By the way, uh, have you been putting uh, scores on those? No, I just kind of do... Um, just a recap? Like, like, not, it's not like a score thing. It's just kind of like a... I don't know if you know what I mean. The site that used to be around television without pity. That's the, more, the style I more do them in where I just kind of like do a blow-by-blow of what happened in the show, as opposed to, like, scoring it. Gotcha. Excellent. That's about uh, it. That's it? All right. Uh, next up is the man with half a face, Dave. Hey. <clears throat> All right, well, we'll try and put that why, down for a little bit. Yeah, why are we looking at your ceiling there, buddy? No, nah, I'm sorry, dude. No, there I'm, we go. I'm using the MacBook Air, so I can just sit there and, like, you know, fling it around. Um... I really wish I didn't start up Rogue Legacy again. I was just like, I was housekeeping on my Vita, so I was like running through stuff, and I was just like, oh, I was like, oh yeah, this game's great, and I started playing it again, and it it's bad. It it's trying to get out of that is is awful. Um, I also tried. There was one. There was a downloadable one. It was a free one. Um, Spears something Spears. Brittany. No. It was. It's a jousting game. Nope. But it gets really terrible really quick. It just gets tedious. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I looked at that and I didn't even bother. <laughs> That's why yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> it starts off like so fun. Like you're sitting there playing it, and the control is like you know, one finger on one side swipes up and down to control your shield, and the other finger controls the angle of you know the lance. So as you start doing it, you're just like, all right, this is kind of fun. But then as it gets going, like the there's really no way to ramp up difficulty without just making it annoying. So it just kind of gets annoying, and then it's a grind to upgrade your, you know, abilities and stuff, and there's all these, like, you know, boosts and everything you have to apply to it. So it just it, it just kind of gets annoying, because then you start playing the computer, and the computer just, like, 
you know, has all these boosts, and then just, like, it's really good at hitting whatever it wants to or counteracting whatever boost you're trying to use. You know, it's just, you know, lots of convenience in there. It just stops being fun. Um, what else did I do? <clears throat> Caught up on Flash. That's about the only show. I'm, well, that and Gotham. I did watch Gotham Live, actually, this week. Um, then there's... Um, I went on this weird tear, and um, they, they're actually connected. I didn't realize it. Um, um, did you ever hear that documentary, um, Jodowski's Dune? Nope. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, for those who don't know, there was a version of Dune that was being planned in the 70s. Um, yes. It was going to be ridiculous. It had Pink Floyd doing the score. Mick Jagger was you know, going to be in it. Salvador Dali was going to be in it. Um, they just Why did a- not... Why did not make this? <laughs> Dude, it gets even better. Geiger did the artwork for it. Mobius was doing the other art for it. Oh my gosh! Like this thing is ridiculous, <clears throat> but it gets so good because and the guy was like super passionate about the project and everything, and it sounded like really cool. And they did a lot of innovative things, and he put together this ridiculous team, this ridiculous creative team, which basically were responsible for Alien. Like, they went on, and the team still worked together, and they're like, hey, we got all this cool art for stuff. We're making Alien out of it. Nice. So, um, since they couldn't do the movie, they made Alien. That's right. Neat. And there's so much stuff that this influences cool. even to the, to this day. And they even, like, there was, a, there, was a, there was a thing in Prometheus, like, one of the bases. It was actually, like, you know, um, the Baron's, like, palace is totally what they just used in Prometheus for, you know, this, like, you know, big old ancient you know, base that they had in Prometheus. So it's like the artwork was just reused recently um, that was from this original Dune, which is just kind of cool. Um, and then I checked out uh, John Carpenter's first movie, um, Dark Star. Anybody familiar with this? Yes. Um, so it was originally a student film at USC that John Carpenter did with this with this other guy. Um, uh, it was a Dan... Um, oh, God. I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. But, um, so they go through the movie, and you're watching stuff in there, and it was basically like a spoof of, like, 2001 in space movies, and it's kind of goofy and stuff, and it's neat just to kind of see, like, you know, what they were doing, like, you know, back in his early days and when he started. But then as you're watching this middle part where they're chasing an alien around a ship, you're like, man, this, this has a really familiar vibe to it. The guy, his partner, was the guy who did the script to Alien. <laughs> So the Jeez. middle of this, the middle of this dumb John Carpenter movie, what they threw in for filler, the guy was just like, "All right, people didn't want to laugh at it, so let's scare people with it," <clears throat> and he turned it into the script for Alien. So apparently, everything I'm watching lately just is what was made in Alien. It's the Six Degrees of Kevin Alien. Yeah, which is just kind of <laughs> kind of neat because I didn't know that they were one right after the other. Um, but there was a nice big long uh, documentary on Dark Star, so I watched Dark Star, and then there was like a documentary behind it. Kept me up till like two in the morning watching it because it was way longer than I thought it was going to be. Nice. And um, but it was just really neat to see like you know the the genesis of that stuff. John Carpenter is one of my favorite directors. I just you know I l- tend to love his movies and everything. He's done some of my favorites like you know Escape from New York and Big Trouble in Little China. You know, so I mean. Uh, classics like Assault on Precinct 13. I mean, the guy does just lots of great work. And um, so it's just fun, you know, to go back and see that stuff. So I've been kind of doing like a movie geek kind of thing. 
uh, lately. That's cool. And playing uh, Rogue Legacy or damn it, what's yeah, Rogue Legacy? Rogue yeah, Legacy. Okay. Uh, played anything else or is that it? Um, that's mainly it. Um, I was goofing around uh, with a little bit of Grim Fandango. Started that up. Um. Right, so here's the real question: Tank mm-hmm. control or no tank controls? I'm kind of playing it like um. Am I playing it? No, I'm not playing tank controls. Oh well, then you know you already lost the trophy, right? Yeah, I got a. Well, what I'm going to do is I just downloaded it for the uh, Vita, so I was going to restart it on there because I'll play it more on there since I can like you know squeeze in the games whatever. So I was going to restart and do it there. There is a trophy that you have to play the entire game using the tank controls. Mm-hmm. And the description for the trophy is Tim Schafer demanded this. That's awesome. I never played Grim Fandango when it first came out. I downloaded it, and I'm going to be playing it soon. Um, my tank controls, do you mean the same kind of tank controls as like Resident Evil? Exactly the same kind. Yep. Oh, so I'm, I actually don't hate those controls, so I'll totally go for that trophy. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not like it it doesn't impact the game, really, in any way, shape, or form. The game is essentially, you know, an old-school kind of, like, it, it's a Lucas, it's an old LucasArts game. So it's like the so old-school kind of... <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but it was like, it's an old, it's a, you know, it's a Tim Schafer game, the dialogue's great, it's, uh, if you like stuff like, you know, Maniac Mansion, Zack McCracken, and the Alien, Mindbender, um, the, the old, um, uh, what you call it? Um, stuff like the dig. Um, I'm like what, forgetting. What, what was the I'm forgetting the really popular ones like Sam and not, Max? No, no, no. What was the motorcycle one? Not heavy metal. It was, oh no, no, no. That was um, um full uh, throttle. Full throttle. Full throttle. You. See, I, that's what I'm hoping the next one they announce is, is full throttle. That would be really awesome because I love that one. Or Maniac Mansion. I'll take either one. Either one. The uh, I I thought there was a rumor that somebody was working on. Something new in Maniac Mansion. I thought there was something that they were working Day of the Tentacle. Well, Day of the Tentacle has already been confirmed. That's yeah. the next one. But okay. I'm saying the one I want announced after that is either Maniac Mansion or Full Throttle. Got it. Uh, yeah. So anything else you've been playing, Dave? Um, no, not off the top of my head. All right. I yes. just gotta, I just got to say the meme. I played games and then I died. <laughs> uh, I used to be a game player, but then I took an arrow to the knee. Nice. Oh, the, uh, yeah, that's the, it's the newest. Took the arrow to the knee. The the yeah. emotional blackmail nationwide or whatever freaking thing, kid. Um, <laughs> Rogue Legacy is hilarious for like dying a lot because oh yeah the the whole lineage thing and the whole like all the different stuff in there like you know. Um, like your your character just has different traits, and they can have dwarfism, gigantism. They can be skinny, like just overly skinny, and that just means like when they take a hit, they go flying back. Um, there's one where it doesn't seem to have anything except the the guy curses. Like he just kind of does like a little cubert thing, like you know, at the end of the game when he finally dies. <clears throat> so there's all kinds of just weird stuff, and it's great. The nearsighted one where all the edges of your screen go blurry. That one's brutal. That is the only thing, the only one the only one I really try to avoid is the um uh, the vertigo one. Yeah, <laughs> where you're just playing a game upside down. That is brutal. Yeah, it's very brutal, especially if you get colorblind and vertigo. Oh, no uh. so Turo, you live 
more southward than the rest of us. <laughs> and how how is video game playing in your neck of the world? In my neck of the world, there's none. That well, besides Pokemon, so much Pokemon. I just really, because it looks like it's Dragon Age Inquisition behind me. Yeah, no, that's Sammy. She just started another character. How many hours did you spend in your first guy? 220. That's ridiculous. It's the real gamer of the house. That is... Oh, get out of here. Um, yeah, no your kids... 100, 144 hours, baby. Come on. It sounds like 220 is way more than four, 140. Yeah, yeah exactly. What? Should, should oh. we have her on the podcast? Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Can you put her on? <laughs> here, here. Take over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've been playing Pokemon like crazy. I've been obsessing over this thing. Uh, she the audience has... is going to freak out that you're playing Pokemon, yeah. and the person that should be talking is the one playing Dragon Age in position. You, know, so like you do remember, gamer we opened the show about being a hardcore gamer, right? Oh, uh, get out of here. <laughs> That's Dave is Dave is in Irony Town right now. <laughs> I am breeding Pokemon. Get out! That is not an easy thing to do. I am not shiny hunting. For gaming, your cat's on the same level as you. Jeez. <laughs> it's been Pokemon pretty much. Inquisition, not so much. She's been taking over that. Uh, the new games that are coming out, I'm excited for. I'm excited for Evolve. I'm excited for 1886 to finally play with. Uh, random people on there, not anybody on here. Um, so wait, and then, am I the only person who picked up Dying Light, then? I did not pick it up. Okay. I, we'll I did not. It. Can right. you give us, like, a quick thing later? Yeah, I, I will. I will when I do mine, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. No movies. I haven't seen any movies besides uh, everything and anything that is on Netflix and Hulu+. Plus. Did, uh, I, did anyone else just think you said no boobies? No, no boobies. No, there's, there's, there's some boobies there. That's fine. I said no he said boobies, boobies, but you know. Boobies. No movies. Oh wait, no, I did say Mordecai. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was. <laughs> it was cute. That's the nicest way to. Wow. Be. Yeah. And you had the most uncute expression when you said it. Yeah, it was. Well, I mean, I, I laughed here and there, but man, it was not what I was expecting. Um. And then, yeah, just excited for other games. Just Pokemon like crazy. It has taken over hard. So I got to ask a question. Did anyone else download Clash of Clans just because of the Super Bowl commercial? Um, oh, I knew. Almost. I almost. <laughs> what? That made me happy when I saw Liam Neeson all about it. I was like, oh. he plays it? I don't feel bad for playing it. No, I know. That was, that was That is probably the best commercial ever. I mean, that... I laughed. The minute it was like, okay, who is it? Who is it? It scrolls up and you see his face. You, I, I was almost on the floor laughing my butt off. It was a really good commercial, but I'm still not downloading that game. Oh, come on. Look, I'm right look how cool it is. Look. Look at my best. No, I've seen – I worked with people that were trying to get me in that game, and it just took up way too much of their day. I've got, uh, I've got better suggestions. We'll get to them. Okay. I was saying uh, – Rogue Legacy. Because I just died again. But I got the most money ever, so we're <laughs> buying something really cool this time. <laughs> no, after you get to a certain level, it takes forever, so you don't even have to check your game for days, really. Um, yeah, I really like it. It's really fun. It was a really cool commercial. Uh, yeah, so Clash of Clans and Pokemon. So those are the two games I've been doing uh, in the past week. 
the only person with their badge on this week, Matt. How about you? Woo-hoo. What have you been up to this week? Um, mostly it's it's been a bad week. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of a lot of kids stuff, family stuff. So I uh, haven't had a ton of time behind on most of the shows. I uh, haven't seen anything of this week's shows yet. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I've done stuff. I don't know what. Uh, mostly, most of my time actually has been spent on this little critter, playing Fat Princess Piece of Cake. And it, now, did you play the original Fat Princess? I played the demo, but I just got to the point in the game where I got the free download voucher. Voucher, so. Oh, nice. <laughs> I did. I did download it, and because uh, my daughter, of all people, was curious as to what the game was like and why it was different from the one that I was playing, because you know the two are nothing alike. Right. Do you think that this piece of cake, Vita game, has the same allure as the original game? Um, to me, in some ways, it almost has more. You should actually explain what this one is. Okay, well, this, that... this one is... Yeah, I've played this, too. It's actually really good. Yeah, I saw you're, you're like a level or two behind me, is all. Um, it's, uh, it actually was originally a mobile game, so it is available on iOS and Android, uh, and they ported it to Vita. Cool. Uh, it is a... The most similar thing I can think of is a puzzle quest. It is a match three or more gem combat game. You have one of each of the original four classes, the cleric, the worker, the archer, and the warrior. Or not an archer, you have a, they've, you've actually got the blunderbuss one. Although the enemies have archers, so I'm guessing archers will come into it eventually, but whatever. Um, and uh, you match three of their gems or more, and they'll do an attack against the enemy, and you go through waves of enemies to clear a level. Uh, so, uh, and then there's gems that you use to collect to level up your characters and uh, hearts to make the cleric heal your, your people. And then so in between levels, you can spend your gems to uh, upgrade your characters or level them up. Uh, there is There is the microtransaction, so you can use the gems or you can use coins or whatever they are, which you know you can buy with real money, but I haven't done that so far. And then it has your standard three-star ranking system, you know, one star basically for completing it, and two stars for completing some other sub-goal. Uh, the only thing that kind of stinks about that is you don't really get anything for completing the extra stars. I guess I've always kind of felt like in other games you get things for completing the stars, like extra gold or gems or whatever. This one gives you nothing for completing the extra stars, other than the fact it lights up all three stars on your screen, which apparently is enough to make me want to get all three stars, because I can't seem to leave a level until I do. Yeah, um, I have that same issue. <laughs> even, <clears throat> even though there's no benefit to it, yeah. which kind of upset me. Um, the the thing is though, some of them you can't do without just some serious grinding to get gems because you have to get your character strong enough. Like the ones that you have to deal so much damage before the mission ends, uh, you've basically got to spend enough time grinding getting the gems. So I played entire rounds where my only goal was to get the gems so that I could buy the next level up for my uh, for my character. Um, so that that's that's basically what it is. You just keep progressing through the thing. You play the red army. Uh, versus the blue army, uh, oh, and your special attack is the fat princess. So there's also cake pieces you collect on the board, and after you get enough, she comes and 
bounces on the enemies. I guess is the nicest way to say it. That's not suggested at all. All right, great. <laughs> As opposed to the original one, which is the hack and slash, not really tower defense, but I don't even know how Prince to do that. Yeah, so semi-MMO, yeah. Yeah, and the, the, the thing I guess that always I didn't care for the original one is the... Uh, it's, it's basically built to be multiplayer, right? So if you're not actually playing with other humans, the AI is not really up to the task of... Can't see what that was. Um, no, just testing. Okay. Uh, the is not really up to the task of effectively helping you <laughs> in your goals. So uh, I think that's the thing that frustrated me about the original the most. But, I mean, it's still, it's still got that quirkiness to it, and it's got the same announcer dude doing the narration and cake for everyone and that kind of stuff. So what else have you played? Um, really, that's about that's it. it. Um, I, I did, uh, I downloaded and started the, uh, what's it called, the Greek-inspired... Oh, uh, that's an interesting, it's basically a weapons-based brawler um, with kind of Metroidvania-ish levels, sort of. Um, so I didn't get very far in that one, but I played it a bit. Um, I did mess around with uh, DuckTales Remastered some more. Ooh. Thank you. I was going to do it if you didn't. <laughs> um, trying to explain to my kids that this used to be a really cool TV show. Whoa! I don't know why that's not on it Netflix. It is a really cool TV show. It is well, yeah. If you can, if you can find it. I just, so seriously, I don't know why Darkwing Duck, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, and and Ducktales are not on Netflix, especially since they've got a huge deal with Disney. So it just confuses me. Anyway, Maybe they're coming out with a giant deal coming up. Yeah, something. Okay. Um, and then uh, or no? um, uh, Daredevil trailer. Yep. Oh, so yeah. that, that did drop today. Times. Um, I've not seen that. <laughs> How good you know, is it, it? It's it's good, but I have to say, much less on the. How would I say that superhero side? And much more on the character development side for the trailer. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so I, I mean, I would have liked a little more of what they than what they showed, but uh, good tone. And uh, it's killing me. All of the episodes are going to be released at once, meaning I'm going to have to binge watch the show immediately. Oh, it, they're it's Netflix show, right? Right. Yep, it's a Netflix show. So all of them will be ready to go at once. So. So um, that yeah, and uh, that that's just a teaser trailer. So there will be another trailer before the April drop. So perfect. Well, I'm going to segregate things into chunks so that I don't forget anything. So let me start with the site first. Bunch of site updates this week. Uh, first of all, Kate's been publishing her reviews, so please check those out. Uh, we also have a new writer on the site uh, who uh, published about how Square has trolled everyone yet again with uh, Project Code Z, which turned out to be <laughs> Spelunker Z, uh, remastered for modern-day consoles. Uh, so check that out. Um, we also debuted a new video series this last week. Um, they're called uh, Gamers Ledge Quick Bites. 
and it's going to be just a couple people talking about uh, games you may have missed on downloadable services. Uh, we'll be featuring one of those a week, and uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be Thursday or Friday. It'll be the post day yet. I have to see how my schedule sorts out a little bit. Uh, but I'm guessing I'm, right now it's leaning towards Friday. Uh, we did our first one, which was for Matt and I did one for Speakeasy, Fisticuff League, which is a paper, rock, scissors brawler set in uh, Speakeasy Prohibition era with lots of notable 1920s and 30s characters. Um, and so with, with, you can, with their names obscured to protect the innocent? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like Nikola Volt instead of Nikola Tesla. Yeah, Nikolai yeah. Tesla. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Check out that quick bite, and we'll have more of those coming. Um, and I think that's everything for the site for the moment. Of course, Matt and I are off to Wizard World Madison for the first inaugural. It's like a day away. I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be <laughs> heading out there on Friday. Um, and then iOS, uh, on the go. I've been playing a lot of mobile games lately because I don't have much of a choice since I've been traveling. Um, picked up a new game. This is not a free-to-play. It costs $2.99. It's called Hero Emblems, and as you can see, the graphics are really, really good. Let me turn it around so I can... And basically what it is... Did I save the winner? No. Oh, I clicked off it. There we go. It's a matched three game. Uh, so you got the, the grid just like normal, but it's pretty awesome. Each one of your party members is represented by a class icon. And so if you do if you do four of a specific uh, icon, three and they'll attack. Four will be a level two attack. Five will get you the King Kamehameha super attack for each class. <laughs> and so there's a ton of strategy and there are no in-app purchases whatsoever, so if you die, suck it up. you got to do the levels again, and it's really hard. That's awesome. <clears throat> really fun. Uh, it reminds me a lot of, of Puzzle Quest in its early days, um, but the, it, it's really good. I really like it. Uh, that, and then this other thing right here that I need to launch that none of you know about, because I'm sure you're not scouring the internets like I am, and if you don't know what that is or can't read what it is, it's called the Cortex. And literally, it's the Firefly Cortex. Full map of the solar system. You can explore every world in the verse uh, from the inner planets to the outer planets, all the moons. Uh, there's something, some ridiculous amount, like 279 different things. This is part of the Firefly MMO that's coming out. Um, but you can sign into it and actually play it for free doesn't cost anything, uh, so that's something you might want to check out if you're a fan of the series. Uh, and, of course, I've been playing Marvel Puzzle Quest and Terra Battle as well. Um, and that's been my on-the-go stuff. And then, as far as console releases, uh, Speakeasy, been playing a lot of Nidhogg, and if you're not familiar with Nidhogg, that'll be this upcoming week's Quick Bite. Um... Dying Light, pick that up. Was not going to pick it up. As everybody knows, whenever publishers don't send out review copies of games before the game launches, it's usually a bad sign. Uh, th that happened with this game, so I was very wary about purchasing it. 
uh, one of my friends picked it up, and I wa he uh, share played with with me and let me watch for about an hour and a half, and I went out and picked it up immediately. Imagine Dead Island, but everything works and it's actually fun. Whoa! Okay, <laughs> that's, that's the Dead Island that I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, the, this is the Dead Island you've been looking for. It's okay, actually, so nice. Yeah, and and the best part is it supports five players multiplayer, and it's literally co-op in the fact of not not like a separate campaign or anything. You all have to be there in order to progress any mission. So it's gonna. And the nice part is if we're all spread across the world, uh, and I try and start a mission, everybody has the ability to fast travel right to me, so we can all start that mission and go. So it's pretty slick. Uh, you come in with your items, and you can trade stuff to other people. It's actually a really slick little system. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I've, I've been thinking is, uh, how many of you guys played Mirror's Edge? Barely. A little bit. Oh, gosh. I loved the hell out of that game. All right. So I wanted to love Mirror's Edge, but I always had a problem finding my path, I guess is the best way to say it. Okay. Um, maybe it was because everything was white and red and anti you know, very sanitized, and I couldn't identify things to jump over, etc. Yeah. This game is everything that Mirror, Mirror's Edge wanted to be. 90% of the time, I'm not in combat. I'm running past zombies. So as I enter a new area, the first thing I'm looking is, what's my line? How do I parkour over this? How do I get to the highest vantage point? You know, it, I'm constantly trying to survey the landscape and find the, the fastest and most efficient parkour or running method to get from A to B. And it, the, in that regard, the games are a huge success. Um, you can grab on almost everything. Um, and you learn very easily that vocabulary of what you can and can't. Uh, the game is not overly hard during the game. In fact, I almost say it's downright pedestrian during the day. I mean, it's not hard unless you get surrounded, swarmed by a bunch of zombies. You're going to be okay. Mm. But night is another thing altogether. And it's really one of those things. Like you know, I, I, we've discussed on here. I don't get scared playing games, um, but I did feel or that pressure of like, oh man, night's coming, i got to find a safe house, I don't want to be caught out here in the dark. So that it actually does that kind of stuff really well. And after you survive your first night in the dark, or not, as the case may be, um, it, it really does change the dynamic of the gameplay. I, I'm really impressed with it. Um, the co-op stuff is, is hella fun, uh, and it's really, I was really surprised because I really did not like Dead Island 1 or 2, um, and it had a lot of, they, they had a lot of bugs. This is pretty doggone polished. I, don't, I haven't found any bugs with it so far, other than from time to time uh, when I'm in a slow connection and people connect to me, it crashes their game. Sorry, Gith. And Big Hungry. <clears throat> yeah, so that's really, uh, that's Dying Light. Um, well, it seems like I'm going to be picking that up. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. Hey, here's an idea. Pick it up for PS4. I'll think about it. Uh, that's a no. Uh, and then uh, um, the other game I picked up this week was uh, Life is Strange, which if you're not familiar with that, it is a Square Enix episodic content downloadable game. Uh, so episode one came out this week, and the short form of it is is that you are a 
teenage high school girl who is a photography major who finds out that she has the ability to rewind time. And it's actually, it becomes one of those games where you're suddenly paralyzed with choice. Because now, after, the, after you go through what I would call the tutorial of the game, as you go and interact with everyone, you can rewind time for anything. Talking to somebody and don't like what you said, rewind time. But each choice that you make has consequences, and all those consequences spool as you progress throughout the game, just like The Walking Dead. Uh, the production value on it is really nice. I really had a good time. The, the writing's been really solid. Um, I was uh, This is another one I was a little apprehensive about, but I have to say, uh, uh, other than the fact of the weird purchase model, I really like it. And if you're not familiar, I went in and I bought the season pass because I'm like, oh, I'm going to just buy the whole thing. It's $16.99. Why not, right? When is the season pass, you only get episodes two through five. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Two through five. Two through five. So I'm like, where is it in my list? I can't find it. I can't find it. Oh, it's only two through five. So I still had to buy episode one for five bucks. So total like 21 bucks then. Yeah, total 21 bucks, which is fine for five episodes. I got no problem with that. But they could have explained Made it a, a bundle for $21 or something. Exactly. You know, I mean, <laughs> let me just buy all of it instead of buying half of it that I can't get to. But anyways, um, really enjoying this, and if you're not familiar, I think this is the same company that did um, Remember Me, which had some really cool time ideas in it, but you didn't get to do enough of it. Now you get to do enough of it, basically. Um, so having a lot of fun with that. Um, also started... Oh, man, what was the name of that game we were playing earlier? Uh, Chariot, which is a two-player, well, one- or two-player PSN game that I had uh, overlooked actually launching, was waiting for it. Uh, the gist of it is that you are the king's son and daughter, and the king just died, and you've got his casket on a, co on a cart, and you have to get from point A to point B with the casket. It's actually a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it. It was free on the one, uh, I'm going to say two months back. It was really, really awesome. I enjoyed it. I'm still playing it. Not now, yeah. obviously. But uh, I'll pick it up every once in a while. It's it's one of those easy pick-up plays, go. Yep. So uh, I think that's everything for me. Um, so let's talk about some news. Yay. Lots of news this week. I'm going to kick it off with probably the... The one I want to talk about, not the most, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. Uh, if you weren't watching, the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, voted this week to increase the definition of broadband internet from 4 megabits per second to 25 megabits per second. So the funny part about this is... With this new standard, now that's download only. Upload is still 3 megabits per second. Which, all right, whatever. But uh, that means that triple the number of households in the United States now are officially without broadband internet, which that number sits at right around 20%. Wow. So internet service providers like, for example, Turo, out where you live, 
CenturyTel is a big provider out in that area. And in the town I used to live in in the Ozarks, the fastest you could get in town was 10 megabits per second, and there was only one block where you could get that. Everywhere else was 3 megabits per second, and that was your high-speed internet. Yeah. So, nope. It, things have changed. I have Sunlink, and I'm running 150. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, it just happened December 1st, though. The highest that you could get was 104, and they were asking 150 for that. So I guess the question yeah. I pose to the panel is, does this change anything? In reality, not for me. Yeah. I'm in a different country. <laughs> it's just technology pushing forward. That's all it is. And people who get left behind, they're gonna catch up or find other means. What it, well, what it means is all of the laws or benefits or whatever that regulated based on the definition of broadband now change. So if if ISPs get some sort of tax kickback or whatever if X percentage of their customers are broadband customers, they're now losing that. I don't I don't know. I have no idea what the rules are, but I guarantee you that definition of broadband is in legal stuff all over the place. And so it's changing that stuff. So whatever that's changing will drive what the companies actually change what they do. Now that mixed with the FCC commissioner today saying that um, they are they are making the push to put uh, internet access under Title II, right. which public utility, public utility, um, basically making it illegal to charge different amounts for different levels of service, which gets really weird and actually could be really bad in the sense that it could cause internet prices to just spike horribly across the country. But that's or it could cause them to. Drastically reduced. It could. Yeah. It all depends on how they. But yeah, the, the the telecom companies are not happy about this, so I doubt there will be a reduction unless there's additional laws passed, which would take years. So. Or you're on Google Fiverr. Well, yeah, if you're on Kansas Google City Fiverr PG. because yeah, you know you're that's Kansas off. City. <laughs> Kansas City. Well, oh, it's coming to five more cities this year. Ooh, what's that? I don't. Yeah, and two of them, two of them, are, I believe, are suburbs of Kansas City. Oh jeez! So I just saw the headline. Kansas I didn't. City, Kansas. Yeah, I yep. didn't see the. Uh, I didn't see oh, that. Yeah, Kansas behind. City. Here I come. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that was actually the best part of my week last week. Is I was sitting outside in Kansas City, seventy degree weather, drinking a beer, eating a bowl of gumbo, listening to live blues, and then I flew back to Grand Rapids. <laughs> And it was snowing. Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> you say that like snow's a bad thing. Well, so, <laughs> so just to be clear, on what day was that that I drove? What was the big snowstorm day, Matt? It was the third. Sunday. 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 Yeah, so Sunday <laughs> I drove for... Was that I a monster truck and tractor pull? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, <laughs> on Sunday, I drove what should have taken five and a half hours, and it took me 11 hours, and I was driving in a whiteout the whole time. So that was fun. And then same thing today for three hours, so that was good. Um, but yes, I, I think it's a, it's a wise first step. I think moving it over under to 
uh, type 2 diabetes. I mean, type 2, and where it's declared as a public internet utility, um, that's that's the way we've got to see it go for a level playing field. There, There's actually issues with that. <clears throat> I, I need to find uh, the article about it, but I heard arguments both uh, for and against, and apparently there's actually some bad, some downside to that um, that people aren't really aware of that's just kind of like buried within it. Um, like, like I said, I, I need to find a, an article to talk about it, I mean, because it's been like six months since I've looked at it. You're right. There are downsides to it, but for me, what I think the the biggest pro is is it keeps us from getting to where service providers are providing dual lane internet. Oh, you can only afford this. Well, you get the slow lane and you get the ads. And if you're gonna pay for this, then you get the fast internet. You get access to things like Netflix and Hulu. Whereas not on the slow lane, you you only get what we say you get. Right. Um, so that'll that'll prevent that. There's downsides both ways because hey, we're looking at government regulation if it becomes a utility. Well, and, and the that's thing not is, it's a not, good thing. And it's not always. It, and here's the other thing that a lot of people are like, you know, oh, we want the government to regulate, which is, you know, yeah, it can be good depending on like you know what's going on, but we also have to take a step back and realize that the laws are in place that were adopted by you know Congress and everything were actually penned by people like you know by the major ISPs. So, <laughs> they're the ones writing the laws. Yeah, and it's... it's so, it, there's a big, huge conflict of interest in there, like with all the lobbying groups or anything, so it's, it's, it's dicey. Yeah. So, um, enough on that. Let's talk about killing people. Uh, hey. Mortal Kombat. I just pre-ordered. Is yeah, I have mine pre-ordered, too. Nice. And they have, uh, well, mine's been pre-ordered for a while, but they have released... Her of pre-ordered his on one. Yeah. I pre-ordered mine in 1999. Mine with the collect. So, yes. Get a limited edition statue. They have actually announced two different limited edition collector's editions. Ah, man. Uh, the first one is a collector's edition by Course. Uh, Course is a very awesome... Uh, designer and uh, sculptor uh, company. <laughs> they have made this for one forty nine. This is the part I don't get. You get this one for one forty nine. It comes with the scorpion figure and a certificate of authenticity. It comes with an in-game gold scorpion skin that's inspired by the figurine. You get the combat pack, which gives you access to four add-on playable characters and it just says from classic combatants to iconic guest characters. For the PS4 or the Xbox One, and it costs $149.99. Yet if you get the other one that's not coarse, it's $179.99, and you only get an extra steel pack, steel card, and a comic book. I missed out. For 30 bucks more. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm compuzzled. And then you can also get the limited edition, which just comes with an exclusive Scorpion skin inspired by the Cold War. What? You, 
It basically is a collaboration between NetherRealm Studios and a fan artist from the MKCollective.com, a crowdsourced the destination. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm like, is he going to be yellow and red and have hammers and sickles? Dude, that would be pretty cool if you had a, a, a sickle on a chain. Yeah, instead of the kunai, yeah. In Soviet oh. Russia, you get over here. That would be like That's the two comics. Over here, no. Over here, here gets over you. Over, over here gets you. Anybody remember the Red Scare from Tick Comics? I, they did it in the TV show. They, he was a robot in the TV show. So, so oh, following up God, on yeah. that, following up on that, there is now a fan petition for Odorous Urungus to appear as a Mortal Kombat X character. And if That'll you not, be awesome. If you are not familiar with Odorous Arungus, that is the lead singer of Guar, who passed away early this year. The petition originally set out to gain 8,000 signatures. It's got close to 16,000 already. Um, I, I've actually played Magic on Guar's bus with Odorous Arungus, and surprisingly, when they cheat, you don't call them out on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Because you're kind of trapped on their bus. <laughs> um, but basically, they said, though his music will live on, what better way would there to be further immortalize Odorous Arungus than to have him be a playable character on Mortal Kombat X? The crazy part is Fox News, of course, ran with this story like crazy. Um, what did they say about it? There's videos out there. You should totally watch Oh, gosh. I don't know if I want to lower my intelligence by watching them. Why are people so the, the dumb? The, the thing about this is, is that, you know, the game's two months away. I doubt it's going to happen. No, so DLC. It, yeah. It could right, happen right. not at release time, but, like, maybe... Post-launch post DLC. Yeah, six months perhaps. down the road, it could definitely happen. Yeah. Because you know they're um, going to have a buttload of DLC characters for the game. <laughs> the other thing... Oh, I did forget one other thing for the site, which is appropriate. Uh, also, this l past weekend, uh, new Cybot was announced as the next character. You mean Ermac. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I do that every time. Uh, Ermac was the next character announced for the game. Um, we have an, an exclusive video up that shows Ermac's second fatality along with a new stage from the game. Uh, and I have to say, Ermac looks like he's got a super OP move that just basically freezes someone upside down in the air for like three seconds. So, eternity. within the video, because I know that um, when Ermac was announced they were doing it during a Twitch stream, they showed a new stage with like the crashed airplane. Yep. And they showed it. his fatality, because he has two fatalities, they only showed part to show part of one and then the full Correct. other one. There's Correct. the one that the head comes out through his stomach. Yep. That's, then that's what we've got up on the site. Yeah. Got and then there's another one where he like pretzels them, but you don't know what he does next. That's the one, that's the mystery one. Yep. Cool. Yeah, you don't want to know what he does next. I want to know. There'll probably be uh, something unexpected because they did that with Scorpion's one fatality where he like burns the hole in the chest and the heart comes down and you figure they're going to do something with the heart but then he cuts his face off. So it will probably be something completely unexpected. I'm expecting us to get a steady stream of announcements between now and April when the game pretty, launches. Pretty much, yeah. 
Yeah, and and so keep it locked. We'll we'll have more, all the videos up as as best we can uh, as they're announced. Who else has got news? Anybody? I nope. had some at one point, but but now I've forgotten it all. Uh, six point four million PS4s sold in the latest quarter. Sony. No, no, this is new. You're in the next one. Uh, Sony basically posts profits across the board and improve their forecast, which you couldn't really go down in their forecasts. Um, but within the last quarter, they sold 6.4 million PS4s, 1.1 million PS3s, and 1.4 million portable consoles. Now, portable consoles means Vitas and PSPs, and they didn't break that down. So PSP is still selling in Japan, folks. It's crazy, but it's true. Wow. Um, so yeah, they're uh, they're basically forecasting um, a profit of about twenty one million dollars uh, within the next quarter, uh, higher than what they were doing before. Uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting to see. You know, obviously the rest of the divisions going down has been uh, losing money. The the main company as a whole has been losing money, and the only thing that's been super profitable has been the uh, PlayStation unit. So that's that's interesting for them. Um, and paired with that, Square actually also made headlines this week for, I mean, Sony also made headlines this week for selling Sony Online Entertainment. Oh, yes. So uh, the company will now become Daybe Daybreak Game Company um, and turn its focus to multi-platform gaming. Uh, it was acquired by Columbus Nova. It's now an indie studio, um, but basically all the MMOs that they've created over the years, now a different company called Daybreak Game Industries. So we'll see how uh, how that you know. And it's, it's odd because they've not they've sold their computers. They sold their uh, they did not sell their TV division. Did they? I don't think they did. No, not the two. I think they were looking at. Yeah, they were. They were losing a ton of money on it. I thought they were going to sell, but maybe not. And now they've they've sold this portion out. So it's kind of crazy. Um, and a related note: if you've not been watching the video game reporting industry this week, tons of closures. Uh, massively, the company that for the last or the media outlet for the last seven years that has reported on MMOs closed this week uh, and Joystick also closed this week and it looks like Kotaku may be closing next from rumors going around uh, so that's Time it's definitely an RSS feeds yep that's exactly it uh, seems like it's a little bit of tumultuous times in the journalism industry uh, wait, wait, you said Kotaku and journalism in the same set, sorry. <laughs> that was mean. I mean, I used to like reading them, but I, I didn't consider them journalists. And while we're on the, the subject of financials and business, uh, Square Enix actually posted a profit. On which what? Which hasn't happened in quite a while. Uh, basically Their they profit said was on Final Fantasy VII rumors. Yeah. Somehow they made money off it. They're not really sure how. It was an accident. Actually, the, the they called out their smartphone games and PC games such as Sengoku IXA 
and Dragon Quest Monster Super Light uh, as games that continue to show strong performance. Um, and for the smartphone games, it's Schoolgirl School Girl Strikers, Final Fantasy Record Keeper, uh, Kyrie Samillion Arthur, um, and then in the console space, it was Kingdom Hearts 2, HD 2.5 Remix, um, and that Final Fantasy 14 and Dragon Quest 10 making favorable pro- progress. Uh, basically, they, they earned about a 16% increase over last year. Uh, so the revenue this year was about 118 billion yen uh, versus 102 billion yen last year. So they actually, the profits d- doubled from 5.2 billion uh, yen to 10.9 billion yen this year. So who knows? Maybe we will someday get that remix. Oh, no. They hate money. Never mind. Um, They're probably all, like, crying right now because they made money. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) How did this happen? It was like Brewster's Millions. We're like, no! We're not supposed to run on the ground. So after after literally about, what, uh, 80... What are we approaching? 80 years of Superman? Somewhere in there? Uh, Superman has finally gotten a new power in the world of comics. Matt, did you see this? I saw that it's coming with the costume change and that it's supposed to be uber destructive and blah, blah, but I haven't read any of the spoilers on it yet. There's going to be consequences. So there are going to be consequences. Um, Right. I mean, it's, it's dangerous for him to do that because apparently after he does that, after he does his new you know, solar flare-up thing, he gets really bad hemorrhoids for like six months. <laughs> so it's going to make it very uncomfortable to fight crime. So, yeah, as, as Dave alluded to, he can now <laughs> explode with the power of a million exploding suns. Thank you for ripping off Marvel. He's now the sentry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but then he becomes human for one to three days until he recharges. What? So he How does that fit? Ejaculates this power of the sun from 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 and every goes flaccid for three body. days. <laughs> thank thank you for that. And we've hit a new low on the show. Fantastic. Hmm. Um, oh, you know what we're thinking it. Is that they have? What's worse is they have my least favorite artist in the world, John Romita Jr., doing the goddamn art for it, and it looks horrible. Come I, on, I, come I, on. I thought you were going to say Rob Liefeld. Yeah, 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 it could be worse. Seriously. You know what? I, mean, yeah, I, I know people Rob like Liefeld, Liefeld, but Rob Liefeld is a better artist than John Romita Jr. Uh, oh. Wow. You're crazy showing, friend. Are talking about you're crazy. Liefeld because, I mean, I, I did... I admit. I mean, he was pretty cool when he was doing like, I, early... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to stop you. I have to stop you right there. Old Liefeld? You just mean Liefeld. <laughs> his current work looks exactly like his original work. Well, no, there he went through a no. weird phase where the muscles have muscles and the pouches have pouches and the ankles. No, don't that exist. that's still today. Just and all the he looks like shovels. Thigh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. muscle upon thigh muscle upon muscle. Yes, everyone may be a square jaw brawler in no, Romita's world, but they have a perspective at least. No. Like I don't remember Spider-Man ever looking like you know it, that just that doesn't look right. 
you know. See, see wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm going to actually take the time to save this stupid image so that I can put it into the podcast and show you how crappy his artwork is. This is the cover oh, no. of Superman 38. I'll get it here in a minute. But it's just the worst. And, I mean, it is the worst. His faces are the worst. His hoods are the worst. He doesn't even know how to do perspective. I, I'm not, like, a super art snob, but this looks horrible, and every book he draws looks exactly the same. It doesn't matter who the character is. They always look exactly the same. It is... I mean, at least Liefeld, you can tell the difference between the characters. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying you can tell the difference. This is horrible. So we'll continue on, and, and I'll go from there because it looks like I lock up. Your comic artist really only has four faces that they draw, though. I mean, it's true. I was crazy. I here. just read the uh, the, first <laughs> no. the first two trades of the Court of Owls, um, the Batman storyline with the Court of Owls. And anybody know this? Or am I the only one? Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, okay. Owls. Court of Owls. Okay. Yes. yes. Court of Owls. What? what you were saying, it sounded like all <laughs> like like never mind. Owls. Just keep on going. It sounded weird. It's a <laughs> it's a wicked pisser. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Come on down the bathroom. We'll attack. But um, owls. Attack the cat. Uh, what's, what's the Court artist? Greg Capullo. Capullo. Am I saying his name right? Greg Capullo. The guy who used to do Spawn. Yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, but he used to uh, he used to do Spawn, and then like I I remembered like I'm looking at the faces in there, and I'm like. Wait, is that is that Batman or is that the other guy? Is it is that which? Oh. All right, but then here, here, it kind of made sense. It, it's it's loading right now. There we go. Open, turn on, and Whoa. focus on me. And my my computer goes that. So look at that. Look Ooh. at that. What? Is look at that. No, no. Look wait, wait. at that. Is that he? Are you sure that's JRJR? His cover that's artists are something JR, different. JR. That... that is JRJR. Okay. Apparently he sucks about the interiors. But no, that's what his Marvel... Co- that's what I'm saying. His no, Marvel like, where is his guy? That bad. No, no, look at his freaking face. Look at his face. No, that's what he's getting at. Look at his face. It's look, that looks sure like Greg <laughs> Land to me. I'm like, so why is Phil took his why leg? Why, why is President Reagan wearing a Superman suit? <laughs> yeah, why, is, <laughs> why is Mr. Fantastic above that guy's foot? <laughs> yeah, he does kind of look like Mr. Fantastic. I, I, there, there's something really messed up with Mr. that Mr. Fantastic and the Human Torch. And it I'm looks like you. the bad guy from, like, Superman Quest for Peace. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, well, this is a bad thing. This like guy a is a character of Bruce this Campbell. Guy, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. No, it's Nicolas Cage. Oh, my God, it's Nicolas Cage Superman. I didn't realize that. But look at his wow. thigh. That makes no like, it. It's like... It's, so, yeah, yeah. If you go back to his I don't thigh... Wanna, no, no, I don't want to hurt anyone by making them look at JRJ's artwork any more than they have to. It's Dude, he's uh, totally ignoring legs at the gym, man. <laughs> he skipped leg day. <laughs> he skipped leg day, brah. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is arm day. <laughs> All right. That is a creepy commercial for that. Was that the Daily Burn? Is that Hulu? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, it's legs day. Yeah, Good. it's pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> 
All right. Um, so I'm going to read something to you, and you guys have to guess what it is. Oh. This is a new Facebook post, a Facebook post that came about four days ago. Greetings from Funkotron. We haven't been posting as often lately because we've gotten really busy with the new game. We will be making some announcements in probably three or four weeks when we have something we can show, and we'll be able to share lots of information with you. Does anyone know where Funkotron is? Kojam and Earl. You, sir, win an internet. <laughs> so that is the creators of ToeJam & Earl announcing <laughs> that there is a new ToeJam & Earl game coming. Wow. And should be announced within the next three or four weeks. That was another interesting piece of news from the week. Pretty uh, exciting. The, Are you impressed? Yeah. Are you impressed, huh? I'm impressed. I played the hell out of ToeJam & Earl on the on the Genesis, man. Such a good game. Was, uh, God, I'm surrounded by Sega geeks. Um, the, oh, I'm uh, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. You guys are going to get to spooge all over your Sega love in just a minute here anyway. So Pretty much. Um, <laughs> when the, when the, we talk about how they laid off 300 people? I missed that one. Oh, yeah. Sega, Sega suffering huge downward momentum. Laid off Actually, 300 it's, it's people. really impressive that they were able to do that, considering only 150 people still work there. <laughs> <laughs> they just hired people on the streets. That's yeah. hired. The, Get out of the books there. Oh. Yeah, so they, they put them on the books for a day just to fire them, just to make it look better. And the stock got a dead yeah. bounce. Yeah, so Sega announced it'll be laying off 300 employees as the company goes through a restructure, and that will be a small number of Sega of America uh, staff there using limited number, but not saying exactly what it, what that it is. That would be another um, restructure, by the way. Yeah, well, like the 19th restructure. Um, they are focusing their growth on for online games and for PC and smartphone game catalogs. Uh, so 300 Sega employees will be offered voluntary redundancy, including 120 employees beginning in February. Uh, the North American operations will be downsized and relocated to Southern California by summer of this year. Uh, some of the employees will be offered reloca relocation packages while others will be laid off. Um, they are saying that it will not affect their release schedule. And they said that, you know, basically a PR statement saying, well, the move was crucial to keep Sega operations moving forward to provide our millions of fans a strong pipeline of content across gaming, TV, merchandising, and more. So it, it's sad. We our, our heart goes out to those affected, and uh, hopefully they can find new employment elsewhere. Uh, Traveler's Tale uh, dropped a trailer or a teaser for uh, Lego Jurassic Park today. <laughs> uh, the game is apparently going to cover all four movies, which is kind of funny because I really thought there were only two. Um, hey. -o. Um, well, granted, three was called Jurassic Park Cut and Paste. Yeah, uh, sort of. Yeah. I don't think I even actually made it all the way through that that movie yet. See, see, and 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 here, Dave, since you watched the first one, yes, Matt, for two seconds, I'm sorry to interrupt, Matt, but this must be said. No, you're not. One is the perfect movie. Two has too much Grant, or too much uh, uh, Malcolm, and not enough Grant, and three has too much Grant and not enough Malcolm. 
And four will have just the right amount of Star Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that'll that'll be uh, interesting. Um, let's see, there was another thing I saw. Yeah, it's a again, hilarious trailer too. You need to. It watch. is. It is. You should watch. It's 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 a hilarious trailer. It's pretty awesome. It really hit home for me. Um, as someone afflicted with the the Lego sickness. No, no. The T-Rex arm sickness. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I, I don't is that is that T-Rex ever actually been a Lego? Or is that uh, original yeah. for this? The um well there there was um uh what do they call them? There there were a sets like the other year, a couple years ago, I think. They were like um it was like Dinosaur Adventure or whatever or something like that. But they had matter of fact I, I have a couple of the small ones. Where there was like a jeep with some velociraptors, and I have one with a pterodactyl. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, those. So I think they're kind of using them. Right. Um, but there, I remember there was a big set with a big T-Rex. Speaking of Lego, there's going to be a Doctor Who set coming up. That too. was my next mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. The another one of the fan-based sets. Of course, we don't know what the final actual production version will look like because they always look different than the proposed. Um, but. Uh, my bet, my bet is it will be a Capaldi-based set because they'll, the that'll be the way that BBC will license it for them. Which means that no one will buy it. I'm buying it. It means pretty much everyone except you will buy it. Fine, <laughs> I can live with that. Because look right here, there's the only one I'll buy. Thank you very much. Trust me, I'm the doctor. And that's not even. The and the other set, thing. the other set they're doing is Wally, which. That's also very cool. Yep. Um, I just want to know if they will make the Eva like with a round base without the Lego plug. Mm, I don't think so. Unlikely. Hmm? Eva. If they make her like a Weeble instead of a actual have a Lego bottom. I was thinking maybe a clear four-piece holding her up stand. Well, no, they could do it with... um. Um, you can do like a white uh, radar dish um, upside down. You can attach that easily underneath um, upside down. That'll round off the bottom. Yeah. And then from that, you can attach a transparent the stick antenna, which will make it float. Hover, yeah. yeah. That's actually how they did the, uh, the, the floating chair in the uh, Ewok set. I like how you pointed to your ceiling as if it was actually in your room. Well, no, right, my the Lego set's right here. <laughs> it's right above. <laughs> no, but it just looked like you were like pointing to like a chair floating in the sky. In your I didn't know you had, that's how I saw it. I'm like, I, I, didn't, I didn't know you had Legos in your comic book store. Jeez, man. Um, hey, I got to diversify. Um, the uh, dang it, I had it. It was right there. Where did it go? Son of a goat. Right, well, oh, well no, for, that. Uh, for anyone that missed it, the episode two of the uh, Telltale Game of Thrones came out this week, too. Yes, it did. Um, how many people in here like Borderlands? It has surprisingly good music. I've been listening to the soundtrack lately. It, it does have good music. Uh, Borderlands 3 is a thing that wow. is real and coming. Uh, Take Two confirmed it during a earnings call uh, that it will only be coming to PC and current consoles. So that means PS4, Xbox One. 
Uh, Borderlands 3 will officially be the fourth game in the series, but the fifth console game because of Telltale's Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, no other further details, but that's the first we've heard about it. And if I'm, by my count so far, we've done TV, we've done movies, we've done, or we've done comic books, we've done video games. Let's get some movie news in here. Uh, turns out that the Deadpool footage that got leaked about six months ago on the internet was great news for Ryan Reynolds. Uh, basically, he sat down with Yahoo Movies and they asked him about the leak of the Deadpool test footage uh, that came out in July of last year. And he basically said, yeah, uh, I was excited because you can look back at an email chain from all of us, the core group involved in the movie, saying, we should leak this stuff, like three years ago. And uh, they, they were saying, hey, if it's going to stagnate, one of us should just say, whoops, I slipped it online by accident. And nobody seemed to want to do that, myself included. Someone did it for us years later when we all completely assumed it was dead in the water. And he, they still claim they don't know who did it. But he did think the, the director had done it. But after all of the hubbub kind of died down, he went back and asked him. He's like, no, it really wasn't me. And it turned out that they think that someone from Fox recorded the footage on their iPhone, released it, and then once that happened, someone hacked into the studio and got the original footage and released it in high res online. So that's um, been there for three years? Yeah, three years. And now, obviously, the movie's in development now. Uh, so the, the, and they, basically because of that test footage. And I swear to God, that couldn't have been any better if you were looking to adapt a Deadpool movie for a yes. That means if it came out then, they, we could be looking at a Deadpool movie like now or already. Yeah. Well. Um, Destiny... Everybody's first-person shooter uh, has announced. I, I actually intentionally didn't bring anything about Destiny up, and you had to go there. No, I got, I got. I, there's, there's a, a plus and a minus for this. Destiny uh, is going to the House of Wolves expansion will drop in May. The light level is going to 39, and I still don't care. <laughs> but what you should care about is if you played Destiny. Peter Dinklage's performance was about as exciting as a plate of day-old spaghetti. That's so insulting spaghetti everywhere. Someone took out Peter Jackson's lines and replaced you mean Peter Dinklage? Peter Dinklage's lines and replaced him with Samuel L. Jackson as Ghost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker, get the motherfucker. So. You should totally find that on the internet. You can find it now. Uh, that is, it made me smile in a way that was not right. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely check that out. Um, the other thing that I have is uh, Destructoid has actually published a article, and I checked this out, and it's amazing. Someone has developed a tool for managing and keeping track of all of your PlayStation Network purchases. Now, it's kind of hacking, but not, because you can just do it in your web browser. You go to the PlayStation Store, you log in just like normal, and then you paste a JavaScript command into the address bar. And what will happen is it will pop up a logo, and then it actually allows you to go in 
and start managing all of your downloads and all of your releases. It's slick as hell. So it's called, uh, if you want to Google search for it, it's called PSDLE for PlayStation Digital something. So Pizdala. Yeah, Pizdala. Or, or Pizdle. However you want to do that. It just gives you a no-nonsense list of your game purchases with a ton of filtering and searching uh, options, and it has download queue support for all of it. Oh, are so, we sure the E doesn't stand for eventual extortion while they steal all your data? Uh, I don't think that's possible because the PlayStation Store would detect that. Yeah, their crack security is um, it's all over there. Thanks for watching. I set you up so well for that. Yeah. So, anyways. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I, I recommend checking it out. It's very cool. Um, and then the last piece of news that I have for this week is it looks like that once the order 1886 rolls out, which is going to happen here in just what two weeks? No, two and a half weeks, oh, three weeks. Twentieth. 20th, I don't know 20th, what the date is. Can't help you. Today's like the 4th, so 15 days, two weeks from now. No, it have to either uh, be looks the 17th like... or the 24th. Wait, are we talking about the release? I thought I just saw 20th. The 20th is a Friday. That's weird. I swear I just saw 20th whenever I reserved all the junk I just did. Yeah, I swear it was the 20th also. Actually. That is a weird release date. <laughs> February yeah. 20th. Uh, yeah, it yep. is February 20th, so it's doing they, it on they Friday do, for some reason. Yeah, they do that sometimes. I don't know why. Um, normally, that's that's actually Nintendo's launch day, but, you know, whatever. Uh, what's interesting is basically there's a lot of insider talk that if the Order 1886 pushes a number of PS4s as well as exceeding 1 million copies, it's a fairly safe bet to say that Sony will purchase Ready at Dawn. Oh, wow. Hmm. As a first-party studio. Uh, because Ready at Dawn has developed three of the most highly rated PSP titles ever to be released. Uh, and then they also did God of War, Chains of Olympus, and Ghost of Sparta, which were all highly uh, high sales and well-received by critics. But Wait, what were the PSP games they did? Uh, I'm not sure what the PSP ones were. Um, well, the two, the two, uh, the two God of Wars are PSP games. Well, they also did a PS3 one though, Chains of Sparta. So I, that's separate from, or Chains of Olympus, excuse me. Yeah, they uh, came on the out PS3. on the PSP, and then it got redid for the PS3, yeah. redone. Yeah. So I'm, I'm expecting to see them added to Sony's first-party lineup shortly after the game's launch. Cool. Anyone uh, else? I, I did have a couple of quick pieces of, of movie news that the, today is the first I saw of it, but uh, apparently there is movement on both a Robotech, not Macross, but Robotech live-action movie as well as a uh, Astro Boy live-action movie. So I did hear about the Astro Boy one. That's interesting. Not uh, not, not a lot of details, but it it's um, they're both uh, moving forward allegedly. So that'll that'll be interesting to keep an eye out for. 
Do we have any other... I have a little bit, only because I found out that Sammy has gone well into the collector's craze of the Amiibos. Uh-huh. She's, she's trying to buy all of them. She's actually looking for a... Uh, what was it? A Marth? Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, she at the same time that she was hunting for these, she got all excited for the silver or gold limited edition ones, and I've never heard of them, so I looked it up, and they are actually part of, or might be part of, the Mario Party 10 series <laughs> collectors. Correct, and if you're not familiar, so this is where you need to define the lines of her obsession right now, because mm-hmm. realize that the Mario Party set will have reprints of current characters but in different poses. Oh no! Don't I'm not going to tell her that. So the new one, for example, will have. I would give a Mario email right now. Yeah. So the the new one will have a different Mario, one that is not tossing his balls around, uh, okay. but instead uh, in a different pose. So. What's what does that mean? Is that gonna is people gonna have more than one Mario? That's exactly it. Well, now, this, is, this, is the, this is the interesting part as well. Keep in mind that if you are playing a game that stores data on an amiibo, you cannot use that amiibo with more than one game. So, for example, you can take that Mario and level it up in Super Smash Bros., and then you can put it into Mario Kart because that just unlocks a new Mario skin in Mario Kart. But if and we don't know yet what the Amiibo functionality in Mario Party is. If in Mario Party it actually creates a virtual character that levels up in Mario Party, you will not be able to use the same one you used in Super Smash. All right. Well, she hasn't opened any of them, and she's not going to. She has them up hanging on the wall. Well, you know, you can still use them on the base, right? You just got to get close. That's really? why it's called. Yeah, that's why it's called near-field communication. Ah, cool. You don't even have to open them to use them. I think they're going to stay on the wall, though, <laughs> until we get a Wii U, at least. <laughs> I do plan on getting a Kirby one. I did. That was my first one. I bought a Kirby one, and she goes, hey, these are cool. And I'm like, yeah, there's a couple of rare ones that you can't find anymore. And then you went, oh, my gosh, i got to have all of them. And then you sounded like Cartman for a little bit. Huh? Okay. <laughs> anyway, I yeah, that was my first one was the Kirby one, because remember that statue clay model I made. Yeah. It broke. Oh. Yeah, but it's not on the front or anything. It's near the back, so I just need to glue it, and then if I glaze it and then bake it, then it should be in the put it in the kiln. Make then sure you it go should to be California okay. for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into the reader mail, shall we? Hey. We've still got a couple things to talk about. Uh, first item of reader mail that we have. Uh, comes from Arkham Mafia, and he poses a question to the panel. Uh, can you trust developers nowadays to make good games other than having them titled highly anticipated, and then they launch, and then they're bad? So do we see a growing t- trend of untrustworthy developers? I was going to paraphrase his question. Um, as we move forward, or do you think this is something that writes the market? As we move further, do you think people become outraged and not? The interesting parable with this is Nintendo is the shining beacon of example here, which is crazy. When you look at every game Nintendo released last year, 
None of them had game-breaking bugs day one. They all worked day one. Oh, yeah. They were all as advertised day one. Yet, here comes Ubisoft. Here comes EA. Here comes Activision. None of their games worked day one, even though they were all highly anticipated. Not none, but many of them did not work in the fall holiday season. Kate, what do you think? Well, I mean, that's a marketing ploy more than, I think, like from the developers themselves. Like, I mean, they don't put out any of the marketing stuff. Um, although, highly anticipated could be a bad moniker just because you feel like you have to get it rushed out the door. Uh, like, it's like, oh, because we're in an age where as soon as an IP is um, copyrighted, we're hearing everything about it. So it's like, you know, when's this thing coming out? When's this coming out? So everything seems to have, like, this this rush on it if it's highly anticipated. I mean, yeah, we seem to have gone through a rash of really shoddily made games day one. Um, but I think the highly anticipated thing is just like a moniker that marketing people like to put out. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't put too much stock into it at all. Turo? What do you think? Sorry, I was having a discussion there. As far as um, Nintendo being the shining light, as far as uh, games that aren't broken coming out, should we look forward to games even though they're putting stuff out? Is that the question? No, the question is should we trust developers? Because they're they're building the marketing buzz, they're building the buzz around their product, they're not dispelling rumors and then they're releasing broken products. Mm, it's not that... I mean, you shouldn't... I don't know if we should trust them at all until they start coming out with quality product after quality product, or even a broken product that they realize was they're, they're trying to fix immediately, like right after being like, I didn't. we didn't even realize these bugs were in it. We're so sorry. Here we go. Kind of like Battlefield 4, except for not. <laughs> um, should we trust them? No. I... I that's why we have reviewers. That's why we have people to test them out, to get them ready, to actually put an honest review out and tell it how it is. So those are the people that we should trust. We should trust uh, multiple reviewers and people who play the game and realize if, if you really, really want it, if you're a really big fan of the game, you're going to get it no matter what, whether the the developer says it's good or not. Um I'm going to say no. I'm going to say... No, we shouldn't trust... No. Do your studies, research, see the, the history of all the people or the just the company itself, uh, and go from there. And then realize, like, you know, with EA especially, a lot of people seeing stuff that comes out from EA were just a little tedious because they kind of had a hiccup with that main game. Um, and then look at three... Or, uh, yeah, it was three, four, three. They did the Master Chief Collection. The multiplayer didn't even work on day one. <laughs> it did. still doesn't work, I don't think, does it? Uh, yeah, it's not It's not where I'm just sitting there in the lobby waiting for a game to start. It actually... I can get up, get a bottle of water, and come back down, and the game's about to start kind of thing. So it's not... It's nowhere near as bad as it used to be, but... Even on A-listing games like that, and... We can't even trust them? I mean, come on. 
So that's a no. It's a it's a no for me. Just I'm just gonna wait. Let uh, let other people play it if you're really scared about it, and then go from there. Dave, what are your thoughts? Depends on the developer. Um, like if if it's somebody that's like you know, say for instance Naughty Dog, Sony gives them plenty of time to get the product done. Um, you know we we see that all the time, um, where, you know they're able to work on it. They have the time. They put the effort in. You know they work on one game at a time, so they're not overextending themselves, and the product comes out great. Um, stuff at like you know EA Ubisoft where they're doing a you know a yearly iteration on a product, so they have a couple teams working, you know for like two years to pump out one game on an off cycle, so another one's doing the other, and you know they don't really care so much about the product as it is you know the date that the product has to be out and hit you know hit the Call market. Of duty. Call of duty. Yeah. <laughs> so you know th- those are the ones you should be a little more skeptical skeptical about. You know, as opposed to a developer that says, like, you know, oh, it'll be ready when it's ready. You know, even though that sucks that the date slips, those are actually the more trustworthy people. Yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of odd. You know, the ones that you can't trust to get something done on time, but the product's going to be actually done. I love it when games get pushed back. That actually boosts things. So, yeah, so in gaming, you know, I'm fine with that. You know the you know the next Batman game. Oh, it got pushed back. You know to a certain time. Good. You know, <laughs> you, got, you guys got it. You know, you just rock on, Rocksteady. We'll be here waiting. <laughs> yeah. See, Rocksteady, it was awesome. The first yeah. game came out, awesome. I trust them, so I'm yeah. gonna keep going. But at yeah. first, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I'll but I'll be here. You've earned my trust. You know, Naughty Dog, you've earned my trust. You you are a day one pickup. You know, anything they release that I want to play. You know, Insomniac, you know, day one I'll pick up anything they put down because, you know, it's good. You know, you, as, you know, much as Nintendo has its issues, you can trust that if you're buying a top-tier game from them, mm, it's going to work. You know, I, I saw there was an update to the Pokemon game on DS. I don't know why they do that. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I don't know what bug they're trying to fix with that. So, like, you know, whatever. They're just adding more Pokemon into it. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, any final thoughts to follow up Dave's thoughts on this one? No, really. I mean, I think we hit it. Uh, you know, it's really, you kind of got to base it on developer and your past experience. And, yeah, I mean, they're trying to sell you a product. Even if they know the product isn't good, they still have to try to sell you the product. I mean, no company that's going to be profitable is going to say, yeah, we spent 10 years making this product, it sucks, but buy it anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, it's the same as like a movie studio. Than any other area. A movie yeah, studio I mean, is going to say, like, come or, see the funniest movie of the year, and it's like the biggest piece of shit that's ever come out. That's probably because Adam Sandler wrote it. Uh, <laughs> Retnik Yosuke uh, wrote in and asked, what brain chemicals are released when one plays an intense video game? Now, I like this question, uh, but there are several answers depending on what type of video game it is. Yeah. Uh, basically, if you're obviously if you're playing something that's enjoyable, then it's going to be dopamine, uh, which it, you know basically is the yeah. same thing you have endorphin. anytime. Yeah, any any kind of endorphin when you're doing something pleasurable, but dopamine is the, the highest of those. And when you um, play Dark Souls, you just hate yourself. <laughs> you turn into me. That's, that's when it releases, you're a dopamine. So if you're for those who don't like 
for those, those who don't like those kind of games, it releases serotonin because it's boring you to sleep. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're talking well, adrenaline, about... adrenaline, obviously. Well, adrenaline, you know, and that, that talks about basically the hypothalamus and whether you're sending glutamate, which glutamate, if I remember correctly, is the, the basically the substance that makes you do, like, jumps, like jump scare kind of thing, reactions. Ah. Um, and then... You know, like you were saying, you're, you'll pump adrenaline if you're in that f- fight or flight kind of mode in a game. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we are missing. Oh, I'm sure because it, it's basically it's basically it's basically sex, uh, jumping or flight. That's the only three things that or I can think. Racing games. Well, yeah, and, and like you said, yeah, you can you can get sleepy if it's not you know super yeah. Mm. So. I'd say those are the ones I can think of offhead, uh, unless anybody else can think of something cool. The Snorlax land. <laughs> the Snorlax land. <laughs> nice. nice. Just, I, I, I prefer one. You may have a Snorlax, I have a Jigglypuff. <laughs> <laughs> you start singing and then draw on people's face with marker? That's right. You got it. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Your Honor, I was not in control of my actions. <laughs> my Jigglypuff land, I swear. Um... Snorlax is my spirit animal. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it recently replaced by Left Shark from the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> um, the last question we have uh, came shark. from came from user Still Waters. What game that hasn't been published or available to purchase for at least ten years would you like to see rebooted or introduced to new players? I will accept three answers on this question. Ranked from number three to number one. Dave, I know you've got some. Okay. Um, So we'll start, and I think my list is good. Um, So we'll start off with one that I had a lot of fun with. It was uh, an obscure game on a Atari Lynx called Todd's Adventures in Slime World. (laughs) What? You are reaching back into the bag, sir. I approve. Dude, but it was such a fun game. I and know it, what game you're talking about. That's why I'm laughing. Exactly. Right. Like, it was yeah. great. It was huge. And you're sitting there playing, like, especially back then, you're playing on a, a full-color portable, and this game is gigantic, and there's scrolling and all kinds of special effects going and on. And you're building arm muscles from the the 6D batteries that <laughs> had to go into it that you were then doing curls with the thing. It was fantastic. It is an all right. It was commercial. Such a great system. But, um... And I know they, they did do a, um, I'm not sure if it was a Genesis release, it might have been just a Mega Drive release, but there was a, a version of it on the 16-bit platforms, but, um, but after that it kind of went by the wayside. And, and I think that could be, if like some indie developer got a hold of that, that could be a really fun indie download game um, for the new consoles. Um, I mean, it, it's totally built to be like a Metroidvania type of game, um, just loaded of, you know items and stuff they can do. Like, it, it could be a lot of fun um, if they just redo that game. So I would, I would love to see um, them revisit that. Um, especially with the way they can make things look today. It would be incredible. Um, second game, um, we're going back to the Sega Saturn um, since, you know, that is the one system that, like, they barely release anything, you know, um, on. There was a game they made called Burning Rangers. It was actually a Sonic Team game. Um, does anybody remember this at all? 
Ian did. What was it again? <laughs> Burning Rangers? No. Okay. It was a futuristic firefighting game made by Sonic Team. So it was like Yuji Naka, you know, and those guys. Um, and the fire was like actually like a living thing in the game. Like they did this like weird, like, you know, lots of, you know, work went into the algorithm for the fire and it would like, you know, behave erratically, but it would follow some rules and everything. They, they did a lot of work on it. And you had to like, you know, rescue people like in the fires and it was all like, you know, a 3D thing. Um, you know, kind of looked like crap because it was back in the 32-bit 32, 32 days. But I would love to see like a like an updated version of that because it was actually it's actually pretty cool. Like you know, you had had a nice futuristic feel to it. it. Had this great like you know very Japanese style like you know music and everything behind it. Um, it was fun. It was kind of had that like you know that um it was almost like a racing game in a way. Um, you know how like a lot of Sonic Team games are like that where it's like you know you against the clock kind of thing and you keep playing for a better score. Um, so it had that going for it. But it just had this really great style that you know that that team was really known for, and I would love to see that again. Number one still has to be. Um, this was kind of easy for me after like I thought about it. Panzer Dragoon Saga. Nice. Because so few people really got to play that game. Like I know I'm one of. Like I know when I had to get a hold of the game when it actually first came out. It was toward the end of the Saturn's life in the U.S. This was not going to be a... It wasn't a widely distributed game. Um, so it was actually tough to get a hold of back then, even if you like tried to pre-order it and stuff. <clears throat> it's a really great role-playing game. It's set in a very unique universe. The whole Panzer Dragoon um, universe is just very cool-looking. The way you handled the battles in the game were just really awesome. Um, it was a great story. It was very epic. The scene, everything was just really great about it. And they just never went back there, you know, to that. And it was a very well-respected game, as far as I know. Um, I loved it. It's still, to this day, one of my favorite role-playing games I've ever played. Yes, I actually played them at one point. And they really just, you know, people deserve to see this game. You know, so I, I would love to see them. Either redo it, do an HD version of it, whatever. Just do something. All right. I'll go next because I've got my three ready for quite a while. I've been really thinking over this one. Um, my number three would probably be Dark Castle. Uh, and if you didn't own a Mac Plus way back in the day, when they first launched, then you never played Dark Castle. You're saying that. It was that, huh? actually... Yeah, yeah, I'm totally with <laughs> you. It was a platformer with a point-and-click... Um, basically, you looked at a profile of a guy, and he'd run around and jump and whatever, and you'd move your mouse to raise his arm, and then you'd throw rocks at bats and stuff that were over the pits, and you had to get to the top of the, of the level every time. So uh, that that's... That was the first one, and it was actually it was a black-and-white game, uh, really well-designed, played really well, especially for the time. Uh, it actually made a lot of money back in the day, but then the developers just fell off the face planet. So I'd love to see that remade uh, with today's aesthetics. My number two... My number two and number one are actually closely tied together because they both came out about the same time. 
my number two one is the seventh guest. Anybody? Um, no? Well, yeah, right. since they're yeah, I'm, I'm, that one seventh guest and eleventh hour. Um, but that I mean that's getting a sequel coming out like really soon. So that's what? Yeah. What? Yeah, there's a sequel coming out Say like soon. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. I will research while you talk. Okay. Um, you know he's loving that right now. I am because man, the, so the seventh guest, if you're not oh, aware I'm of it, Matt pointing out that you've messed oh, up. Oh yeah, that I messed up. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not familiar, the seventh guest was the the world's first streaming CD game. Uh, and that meant that it played off the CD, and actually they had developed the speeds fast enough that they could read off the CD-ROM drive rather than copying the files to the hard drive and then launching. So well, Night Trap was the first. Never mind, I'm sorry. Negative. Seventh guest. <laughs> I'm kidding, dude. Yeah, I know you are. Uh, it's a puzzle game, really hard puzzles mixed with full motion video, um, and it actually told a decent story, and the puzzles were batshit hard. Uh, and this was back in the day before the internet and frequently asked questions, so I'm sure there's quite a few people out there that never actually beat the game. Um, but it was a, a triumph if you did. You felt very satisfied with yourself. Um, and that brought me to the number one pri uh, uh, item that I would like to see redone, and that is the Journeyman Project. There were there you go. It was a trilogy, and there were actually three of them uh, it was Journeyman Project, and then I don't remember the names of the other ones. The second and third ones were better than the first one, but the first one was very early, uh, and it was not a streaming game. That's how old it was. I want to say it was a Windows 95 game. But the concept was, was that you were part of the uh, TSA before it was the TSA. You were part of the Temporal Scientific Anachronism or something like that, uh, but basically, you monitored time, and you were living on Earth, and the aliens were coming to incorporate us into their galactic organization, and there was a crazy guy on Earth who said, no, I'm going to fuck this up for everybody and kill the alien ambassador when he gets here. And so your job was to go through time and find the clues left by this guy as he was plotting his assassination and then you had to stop it. That was the first one, and then the second and third one de dealt with the aftermath, and it did have full motion video in the third one streaming off the disc. Um, the second one was like this weird hybrid, uh, and then you had the third, the third one. Crazy good game, a lot of fun. It's a puzzle game, but, uh, but also kind of an old-school adventure, but with modern graphics. I think it'd be a lot of fun, and a lot of people would like it. And uh, you can't... I don't think you can buy any of those uh, today. So, yeah, the the crowdfunding for the thing did did not achieve its goal, but I could have swore I wrote something somewhere that I was going ahead anyway, but I can't find it, so I could be wrong on that. Pixar didn't happen, biatch. <laughs> He's sad now. No, He's sad he didn't prove me wrong. Well, I didn't prove you wrong, but I didn't prove you right either. There's still a chance. <laughs> um, all right, Mr. Fancy Pants, how about you? Who, me? Yeah, oh, you. I'm, I'm Fancy Pants? I thought that was, I thought that was Turo. Um, <laughs> fancy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, uh, I, I, uh, well, I, I had a very hard time with this one because my memory sucks. Uh, so I had totally forgotten about the Journeyman project, but that that's a good call. I would I would like to see that one redone. Um, a lot of the games now, it's it's so hard with GOG and Steam and remakes and and uh, spiritual sequels and everything to find something that hasn't come out right. in the last 10 years that wasn't published on a Sega system because apparently lots of Sega games sucks and they don't get republished games. But, and my personal criteria was it had to be a game I had to play, uh, preferably a game that I had beaten. So this, this, this list is a little weird. Um... <laughs> But the the first one on my list, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go start with newer and move backward in time. So uh, the first first uh, game on my list is actually Dark Cloud, uh, which has not been re-released, is not out on the store, and has been more than ten years ago. That was actually really fun to play. Uh, Dark Cloud and Dark Cloud Two were were really well done games. They were really well mm, constructed. Yeah. Done. yeah. Um, I think it would be really interesting to see what they could do. With uh, with something with the current gen hardware, um, especially in expanding the the random the randomly generated dungeons and the uh, the the town building world building part of it, because um, it was always kind of a fun game to play with my wife because she would obsess over how the town was set up and stuff and she would work on the building of that and then I would just do the dungeon crawling part so it was it was a it was kind of a non multiplayer game that I played multiplayer. Um, so uh, that that was that's my first one. Uh, going going back a little bit further, um, unfortunately, most of these are are, are newer generation games because uh, I have a really hard time finding old ones that I played and enjoyed that uh, haven't been remade or something. Um, but the second one, going back a little bit further, is uh, Colony Wars. I was gonna go with the X Wing series. But since that did just like every single game in the X-Wing series just got dumped onto GOG, I kind of felt like, yeah, okay, that doesn't really count anymore. So, although I would love a new X-Wing game, but uh, Colony Wars, which is done by Cygnosis, which no longer exists. Uh, so, um, that was a that game. That was that was a great series. Um, so, uh, that I I I'm a sucker for space combat. So. Um, there's that. And the the third title I thought of, going back a little bit further, um, is actually Star Tropics. Um, I enjoyed the heck out of Star Tropics. Um, and it was one of those tricky things where I actually played it, but I borrowed it from somebody, so I didn't have the instruction book. <laughs> and there's that one puzzle you can't solve if you don't have the instruction book. So uh, I forget how I got around that, but I think I just asked who I borrowed it from what the what the solution was but um, it was a fun game it was an interesting action RPG RPG setup thing uh, the yo-yo thing I thought was a great gimmick uh, and uh, yeah so th those were the three that I, I came up with perfect um, Kate how about you I had a really hard time with this one because every time I thought of one, I was like, you know, oh, Vagrant Story, uh, it's been ported, or like, you know, uh, 
Final Fantasy twelve. That's nine years old, not ten years old. <laughs> Rule of Rose. That's nine years old, not ten years old. And it's just every other thing was just like, you know, oh, that got ported already. I still would love, 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 love them to bring back Vagrant Story as like a new game. But I guess I only have a couple. Um, I'd like them to bring back the SNES Sailor Moon RPG with maybe like updated graphics stuff because it is their 20th anniversary. Why not bring back the game because the desire for Sailor Moon has never been stronger. And I would have loved to, because I only ever played it on an S, uh, a Z and SNES emulator. So I'd like to actually play it on a console. I think that would be really cool. Um, then my other choice was a game I think I'm probably the, one of the only people who ever liked, but PN3. I would love to have that back again. No, I like that game. The game music too? was... The, what? Wait, PN03? PN What'd you say? Yeah, PN3. Uh, it was on GameCube. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that was awesome. That was awesome music, very Mega Man-y, and Capcom. the main character's ass belonged in the Nicki Minaj and Anaconda video. Like, <laughs> it's the best video game ass ever. But yeah, like, I still listen to some of the music from that game. It was just great electronic music. Like, it was a very 3D Mega Man-y, and yeah, I'd love, I'd love them to port that somehow. Awesome. That leaves uh, one left, last panel member, and that's a monkey Turo. That's me. <laughs> All right. That's me. Turo. Turo. Very Italian that way. Uh, okay. Before I start, I I was having some trouble with my headphones. What was Mark's number three? My number three. Yeah. My number three was Dark Castle. Ah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay, so number three for me, uh, because I was going to say Earthworm Jim, but it came out to the Xbox Live, and I was like, man, I wish they made a sequel, and they did, and then I said I wish they made another sequel, and they did, sadly. Uh, but they also made a game for the PlayStation 1. Uh, it was called Wild 9. <clears throat> oh, yeah, they did. It was awesome. I had such a fun time playing that, and I didn't have a PlayStation at the time, so I had to go to my friend's house to play it. So any PlayStation game, I had to go home or to his house, or he could bring it over, and we played the crap out of that game. And and it was so familiar. It just so many things looked like it was from Earthworm Jim or felt like it was from Earthworm Jim. And I was such a huge, huge fan of Earthworm Jim that whenever I figured it out and then I finally read the 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 because he only brought the disc, he never brought the the jewel case. When he brought it over and I read it and said from the makers of you know Earthworm Jim, I was like, oh, that's that's awesome. So that's number three. So I I still have it and it'd be fun to actually you know hook up the PS1 and play that again. Actually, uh, number two, I'm gonna say uh, again another PlayStation game. Uh, it was Blasto. If they had something like that, um, with Phil Hartman being the voice, uh, it was that, funny that's at the gonna time. Be difficult. Well, yeah, I know he's going to be difficult now. I'm saying that type of humor and that type of gameplay, just being goofy and uh, over the top. That was really awesome. I really liked that game. Uh, I really, really did a lot in that game, so it was fun. So that's my number two. And my number one is Jet Force Gemini. Uh, oh, wow. I loved it in the 64. It was I was a 64 kid, and that was that was one of the top games in 
as far as rare and as far as 64, that age, that I wanted to find everything. And there was these little challenges that if you to actually beat and get the whole game, you had a you had a there's bronze, silver, and gold on these challenges, and you had to gold all the challenges, every single one to actually get every little bit of the game done and get it complete. And it took forever, but I did it. And so that's why if I could see something I mean there's other games that make me feel that way whenever I complete something completely, but not like Jeff Force Gem and I did. So if they could do that, that'd be awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I really like the diversity of the answers we got on this question because it was Yeah, there was not one different. yeah, not one overlap. So that yeah. was kinda cool. Yeah, there there's not even any close to overlap. No, no. no. Just I expected crazy. there at least to be something like, you know, that, that was on somebody else's Was list. I the only, I mean, I know Rule of Roses was nine years old, not ten, but was I the only person that ever played that game? Rule of Roses? Rule of Rose. Rule of Rose? I haven't I even heard of it. It took place in 1930s England, and you controlled a girl named Jennifer, and she had a dog named Brown, and it like, had these weird ghost children in it. What system? PS2. Mm-mm. Nope. Ah, oh, did anybody say Final Fatal Frame, or is that ported? That's ported. That's nope. been ported. I would, I just for the record, I would have said Gabriel Knight sends the father, except that just re-released on the PS3 like, <laughs> literally like a month ago. So that that would have been my number one for sure. But yeah. But so, we also live in a pretty good world where all the treasure stuff is available on the Xbox. So like Guardian Heroes on the Saturn. Um, Radiant Silver Gun, which was only a Japanese import, is playable on Xbox Live. Um, you know, Gunstar Heroes, you can get on you know Xbox Live, and 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 that one's also on uh, PSN. So like those were my original go-to choices, and like Streets of Rage, but like they're all available. Like they made that, all that stuff readily available, which is awesome. I know all my all my initial choices were. I was like, oh, oh, hey. Oh. 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 <laughs> well, remember, if you'd like to be a part of the show, you can email us, balthatgamersledge.com. You can leave a comment in one of our YouTube videos, which is, uh, we've actually changed our address. You can get there the old way if you know that, but it's youtube.com slash C slash gamersledge.com, all one word, spelled out. Gamersledge, D-O-T-C-O-M. All one word, spelled out. Um, and we will answer yours if you happen to be on the Video Game Amino uh, application. You can find us there as well. I post uh, for us uh, that we're going to do the podcast and ask questions every single week. So you can check us out there also. Um, that brings us to the wrap-up of the show. Of course, do like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gamersledge. Uh, we're at gamersledge on Twitter. And then, of course, do visit the site, GamersLedge.com, where you'll find articles by all of us, uh, reviews, you'll find the quick bites, and links to everything that we do there. Final all th- of us? Not Dave. Well, <laughs> I wasn't going to do that, but apparently Kate was. So <laughs> I went there. Kate goes with Dave, don't? Um... Thanks, Matt, for hosting last week and for getting all of the social media stuff. That was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Well, it's something uh, forgotten. I, I'm your man. Yep, and uh, so look for the new Quick Bite this Friday. Uh, ooh, 
yeah, no, maybe <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> I'll have to put it up late Thursday night before we leave for the stuff on Friday afternoon. Um, so that, that'll be up, um, and then watch for Kate's reviews. And that brings us around to final thoughts, starting all the way at the far end with Turo. Uh, if you have any legendary Pokemon, I really am missing a lot, and I have no clue how to get them. And play Pokemon. Uh, Dave. Um, I plan on enjoying, trying to really enjoy the last uh, week or so I have before I have to start working again. Um, and I'm going to do a thing where I, start, where I catch up on some old sci-fi favorite movies of mine. And, um, you know, watch stuff with kind of like fresh eyes. Like I picked up um, the Blu-ray of the, the Lynch version of Dune. So I'm going to like watch that. And, you know, I just did Dark Star. And I'm going to watch, you know, Star Wars. And I'm going to watch like, you know... All my favorite sci-fi movies, just kind of like, you know, have like a little sci-fi fest, you know, for myself this week. And John Wick, which I came in, but that's not really... Oh! They've announced John Wick 2! Sorry about that. You know, I I have to say I was thoroughly underwhelmed. What? That thing was awesome! It was just pow, 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 constant. That's what I wanted, and that's what I got. Such a great, like, love letter to, like, 80s action movies. Mm. I agree with you, but I guess that's not what I want in this day and age so much. There was there was just not enough story. I mean, it was very unbelievable. Very. <laughs> that's dude, the story that was there was enough for me. The was dude the was a vengeance puppy. Yeah, right. All right. I, I, well, if there is any better reason to murder an entire mob, no, murder everyone, all of the bad, all of the bad guys, murder all of the people. Yeah. Because yeah. you kicked my puppy. Yeah, I know. So they didn't just uh, kick the puppy, dude. It was the douche from Game of Thrones. Was, so yeah, that was that was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it was fine. Did you know? That he is, oh, what's her name? Lily uh, Allen's Lily brother. Allen. Yeah, did you know that he's Lily yeah. Allen's brother? She wrote a song. And that Alfie yep. is the song. Yeah, and, and the best part is that she's been in an interview saying, yeah, all he did for like 25 years was smoke pot and get high, and he never was going to be anything. I don't know how the fuck he got a job as an actor. That's she, awesome. <laughs> she says that in interviews about her own brother. It's hilarious. He looks like Mick Jagger. He must have got a job as a Jagger impersonator. Wow. <laughs> then someone's not. They're on. Um, moral of the story, hand the ball over to Lynch. <laughs> yeah. And then I died. <laughs> nice. Um, Matt, Matt Mark has no idea what we're talking about. Mark doesn't like the sports ball. Um. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah. You know, also, you're fired for letting everybody talk about sports ball. Last week. <laughs> I, I, told you was, I told you what happened. I told you up front. You said it was okay. No, no, no reactive firing here. Oh, for come sure. on! It was the biggest sports ball game of the year. Yeah. Why did they not run the ball on the one yard line? <laughs> no. No. I don't it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no. It doesn't no. make sense. Matt, it's final, Super Bowl. Matt final, final thoughts. Matt. I think the guy oh. just didn't want a job extra. He wants a vacation. I will kick oh. all of you. I will kick all of you, and it will be final thoughts by myself. Matt, final oh. thoughts. Uh, Friday will be my first con ever, so it'll be interesting. Um, 
Nice. Speaking speaking of which, I, I need to talk to you before Friday, so... Just remember, before going to those cons, be careful of your drinks, otherwise you're going to wake up in a tub of ice missing kidneys. <laughs> kidney. um, that stuff really happens. My final, my final thought is two schoolgirls, Sue Ellis and Yvette Matei of Paris, France, became very good friends when they were little, and they visited each other often. Their friendship kind of drifted apart in 1973. They had been paired together as pen pals uh, while they were at school in the late 60s. They grew apart as work and family life, etc. But just last month, the two ran into each other in a store after 41 years of not speaking to each other. They caught up and found out that they lived a mile from each other for the last 41 years. Ah, jeez. Moral of the story? Meet your freaking neighbors. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Don't be a Seinfeld. There you go. Um, Other than that, uh, looking forward to Wizard World and... Uh, watch the quick bites, and until next week, as always, game on. Come on. Game on.